tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Good day to you, um, whichever hour of the day it may be, whilst you're listening to this podcast. Actually, I'd be really intrigued to know if you have a kind of go-to time, be that of the day or of the week, that you like to check in and listen to this podcast if you are a regular listener. It'd be really interesting to find out. I love listening back to the show, and that might sound slightly big-headed of me, but the reason being is that I do the interviews and I kind of forget what we've talked about because I just have a, well, I have a lovely conversation with our guests. And then what I do with the audio is I send it over to my very dear friend, Ben, who does his Jedi tricks, not tricks, but talents on the show to sparkle his magic on it to bring it to life with little tiny clips of music um and so I love hearing what he's done with it once uh once I've done the interviews so it's almost like a completely different experience for me and I love to listen to it um in the morning when I'm out for a walk so that's my preferred time to listen to the podcast um anyway I digress uh, welcome along to the show thank you so much for choosing to listen to us here at soundtrack and welcome our new listeners if you are just joining us it's been really nice actually this week I've I've seen a real flurry on social media of people who have just discovered the podcast. And part of that is uh, thanks to Mr. Chris Hewitt from Empire Magazine, who had um, the one and only Alan Silvestri on their podcast this week and very kindly directed uh, their listeners to our podcast to listen to our episode with Alan. So thank you very much indeed, Chris, for the the wonderful um, recommendation to your listeners. We very much appreciate it. But our guest on this latest episode of Soundtracking, um, or guests as I should say, are successful musicians in their own right, not for the first time, have teamed up to deliver a stunning, absolutely stunning and perfect movie score. You know when the, the music and the, the visuals are just, they're meant for each other. It's one of those. Dustin O'Halloran and Volker Bertelman first worked together on Garth Edwards' Lion. What a film. And they've since brought us the music to The Old Guard. The Art of Racing in the Rain, A Christmas Carol, and most recently, Francis Lee's Ammonite, which is available digitally, but will also have a selected cinema release in the UK from the 17th of May. Do seek out the film. The performances are stunning, and I just love the beauty of Francis's storytelling. So in cinemas from the 17th of May, but you can stream it as of now. Now, plenty more on that shortly. But first, a word from my friends at Cam. Now, it is beginning to feel a lot like spring. Yay! Which means that we can start looking forward to brighter days ahead in more ways than one. But listen, after all we've been through, uh, you may feel like me, that your mental health is still kind of stuck in winter little bit of a fog still hanging around. So if you're feeling blue or you need a mental reset, it's the perfect time to give Calm a try. Now, Calm is the number one mental wellness app and gives you the tools that improve the way you feel. 
Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories, narrated by soothing voices like previous guests on this show, Killian Murphy. And if you go to calm.com forward slash sound, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription which includes hundreds of hours of programming with new content added every week. Now, over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. So why not join them? Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion, as I said, of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com forward slash sound. That's calm.com slash sound for 40% off unlimited access to Cam's entire library. Enjoy. And so to Dustin and Volker, who are a proper delightful pair of people. Uh, we'll begin with their cue from Ammonite, Strong Enough. Thank you so much both for your time. I was just saying to Dustin that I was I, I was just listening back to a, a lovely conversation that I had with uh, Garth Davis and and both of you were, were talked to at length uh, in that it was lovely and we got the chance to play your some of your wonderful score from from Lion which we'll talk about in a second but congratulations on, on Ammonite. I mean it's uh I was lucky enough to see the film last week and it's so beautiful and kind of delicate but also really powerful I kind of way came away kind of feeling just really empowered by it in a way and I, I wanted to ask about kind of how you were approached by Francis to to work on this film together and and what he kind of asked of you really uh well the producers are the same producers who did Lion and I think that um they were you know had a hand in sort of bringing Volker and I back together mm. and Francis had used uh, in his previous film God's Own Country he'd used some music for another project that I do a winged victory for the sullen so it was, it was kind of a natural evolution that it all came together but this was the first film that Francis has ever worked with composers yeah do you feel, did you feel like you were teaching him a few things then in terms of navigating that relationship or was it was it quite refreshing in a way in terms of being that you know that first opportunity for him well i think he was he had a very clear picture of what he uh, wanted to have and uh, he had a quite a clear idea where the music was sitting yeah and i think even when we you know we made the first drafts he knew quite well already which kind of style he want to have and how delicate the film is and um as well as uh, we discovered, you know, later in the mix that also the natural sounds, all the, you know, the water and uh, the sea and uh, the wind, they, they got quite a part of the whole of the whole soundscape. So um, the music is in a way 
I would say, as fragile as the waves, I would say, you know. That's a lovely way of putting it totally. What did you, were you sent the script? What what were you working off of? What was the inspiration for, for what you created? I don't know if we, I'm trying to think if we got the script. Yeah, yeah, no, we did have the script. Yeah, yeah, we did. Sorry, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> a lot has happened. A lot has happened since then. Yeah, we started this, you know, before the pandemic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he sent us the script and and the script is very beautiful. And, and it was nice because he, he was already about to start production. And so we knew who was going to be in the film. We knew that I, I, I'm always hoping that I pronounce it right. Cersei? Sersha. Yeah, yeah. Sersha, Sersha. Yeah. And Kate were in it. So it was nice to be able to read the script, visualizing it that way. And there was already a sense of space in the script as well. And, you know, he talked a lot about that. And, and I think that what was, I think what was really refreshing about him is that he, he's a director that is confident, but he also, especially with the music, he was always really open about him not understanding how, you know, he's not a musician. He didn't really try to get into our work. He gave us a lot of space to, 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 for us to do what we, what we thought was right. And I think also to bring ourselves, which I think is a really important thing for composers because it helps us connect with the story in a deeper way. He's just a lovely, lovely guy and very open-hearted. And, and I think that that open-heartedness reflects in the film and it really helped us kind of bring more of ourselves because it's such an intimate story you you need to bring a piece of yourself with you into it like the music had such an important part in the film even though it's it's not kind of overloaded with music i feel like there's real purpose behind the music and it's got a it's got a real kind of um sort of almost like narrative emotion connection to it in terms of there's this you know there's a there's a very specific point that music comes into the film and there's a reason for that you know it's it's got a purpose um rather than it trying to manipulate the audience it has real purpose and that makes it so powerful and so effective you know it has actually exactly there's ex exactly a space for it in that in that moment 
which uh, you know you know there's a lot of music that you write for under dialogue and uh, then it will be mixed very low under the dialogue because nobody wants to well first of all you want to hear the dialogue and then the music so uh, in a lot of ways music can be very just an atmosphere but in this case it has a very strong purpose and what i also like about it is that because it's playing you know in that time where it's staged um it's also uh, the whole intimacy um and uh, you know the the moral reason for the whole story is in a very you know very sensitive area because you know that in that time a lot of things were not allowed even though we are in a time where things still things are yeah. <laughs> you know are similar Absolutely. but uh, at the, but in that time staged it feels like it has a kind of uh, it is very pure in a way it it feels very pure and i i like the fact that he chose this sort of small town and what she was doing it, it it's such a macro view also of the time she eventually not to put any spoilers but you know she does make the trip to the city but so much of it is taking place in this naturalistic environment and it's so small but it still captures the female experience in that time and he i think he explores this really subtle detail of you know somebody who's passionate about what she does as even if it was sort of hidden from you know the outside world and she's in this place that's very remote and i i, I like that he i don't know there's a sense real sense of the time and in an honest way i thought did that have an effect on the music that you wrote? Because I was really interested to find out about how you decide on on this for this particular project anyway, by the instrumentation, in terms of how the music is what it's played on and you know, how you how much there is, how many layers there are, how grand it is, how small it is. If that's something that you talked about with Francis or if it felt really natural to you both in terms of what it would be. Well, I mean, he uh, when he approached us, I think it was clear that it might be uh, the piano is one part of the score. Also thought that uh, we both Dustin and me when we talked about it we had the feeling that it's that there will be not a big ensemble playing this that there will be very like small instrumentation even in the beginning I think we even thought uh, maybe about a quartet then we thought maybe even less than a quartet <laughs> uh, you know so there are pieces where we don't have so so many like four strings playing at the same time mm. sometimes there are only two playing at the same time and sometimes we we created a little bit of more space you know with with a with a bigger ensemble just to make it to give it more breath but in general it feels very small and i think that's totally fitting to the to the village where where actually the the um, 
Kate is in a way at the beach and digging for um, ammonites. And I think that's something that where you don't feel like you want to have a big ensemble performing. Some of the piano I was able to record on a piano from 1890, which was nice because it was around the period that the film was set on, which I thought it, it wasn't a perfect sounding piano, and I, but I thought that helped add to the layers of just the time period a little bit. Yeah. And I think the score isn't, it, it's still a modern approach in a way, but I thought it was nice to add that sort of sense of time in the instrumentation. And I think that it's important not giving it, you know, not giving it like a full, full 1890 musical spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> loved about it is as well is and and this is just how I how I felt about there was you know when I watched the film and I was kind of making a few notes about specific things and my notes are terrible in terms of just how I reflect on things but I felt like the music a lot of the time with score what it does is it it kind of is almost telling the audience how they should feel or you know whatever but with this I felt like it was almost telling the audience how they were feeling as characters because the couple of pieces that I wrote down that really the music the the the, the cues really resonated with me and apologies for my sort of kind of crash descriptions are when they find the big rock um, <laughs> and yeah. then and and now she leaves and I, I, it felt like the the music's purpose at those points were to tell us how they were feeling, as opposed to telling us how we should be feeling as an audience. And I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, I think that it was um, such a difficult, bleak feeling of loneliness, and trying to capture that in a way that I think you know the where also you don't want to push the audience away either with with the bleakness but i think that that's something that we were always trying to balance is is to give it not to overstep and make it more than what it is and make it honest but also keep the feelings in a in a real place but not 
pull it down too much. It was always a fine, very fine line of how, how we, how we should handle that. And um, that was kind of, you know, these were the sort of details that we got into the score was just these really fine details. Cause there isn't that much music. We're not using that much instrumentation. So every little note, every little detail was very thought out and talked about. And, and we actually worked on it for a while. It was a slow process. So it was, it was, very nice to sort of have time to talk about it and go back and make little details and get into that. does it work with when you're working together you know both of you on the score together because you know I know that at the minute we're obviously in different different parts of the world and we have been for months and <laughs> uh, but but when you are working together how does it how does it work with the two of you well and I mean it depends also a little bit how uh, you know how much music it is and how uh, how the approach is and that in that case we had um, you know pretty clear where who wants to start with what which uh, which scene uh, and we, we were picking the scenes that we liked and uh, during the process uh, sometimes that can even switch because suddenly you realize uh, you know your approach is maybe not the the right one and um, then you step back and then maybe sometimes I say oh I can try it or Dustin is saying let, let me try that um, maybe I can and find a find a different way so it's in a way the uh, the process of finding the right music is in a way something that organically works between the two of us because in the end it's just the result that is okay that is the one that counts and uh, all the, the the music that you write in between are in a way steps to find a, a decision and it's nice that somebody else can work on that as well because your perspective is mostly is one but if you have two perspectives, uh, the decision can be faster made. And I think that's, uh, that's a very refreshing approach for me because it, it always feels like there's movement. Yeah. How did, you, how did you both end up, how did you end up working together? How, who and how and what brought you together? It was actually Garth Davis who came up with the idea and not realizing that we had been friends for many years before. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I, I was living in Italy for many years and I met Volker when he was playing a concert as Hauschka. He was playing in Ferrara, which was about an hour away from where I was living. I went to see him play and we became friends through that and we had toured together we've been on the same label and then uh Fulker met Garth in Australia mm. yeah I met him in, in Melbourne and then I uh you know he was talking 
to me about a film and he was asking if I would be interested in working with someone together. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, not normally I, I don't like that so much <laughs> because it's, you know, it's always, it always sounds complicated and you yeah. have to, you know, <laughs> you have already enough to deal with yourself. <laughs> so, so I was, uh, but then he's, he's, I said, who, who are you thinking about? And he, he said, uh, it's Dustin. I said, no, well, if it's Dustin, I totally, uh, can imagine to do that because I, I knew him over the years as somebody who has no, you know, no ego attachment in a way, which yeah. where I could imagine that how we work now, that that can, can happen and that can happen for a longer time than just one film. And after that, we are not friends anymore. So <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> I was hoping that this is uh, continuing as it is. And also it, uh, so far we did so many projects together and, we still have an own life and, uh, you know, and a se separate uh, yeah. career in film and other things. And at the same time, we love working together. And I think that's very rare. I, I think especially with this film, we've done so many projects since Lion together that I think we've even sort of refined our process, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, you know, just being able to understand way, different ways to work and, Sometimes we're remote and how to make it really fluid. And it's really nice. I mean, we actually have figured out a really easy way to, to share things and to share ideas. And obviously before the pandemic, we were able to even travel and be, spend time in each other's studios. Remember that? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those days. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, and, and, and thankfully, you know, we could actually, we were able to finish everything remotely <laughs> that was, you know, because of technology, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been nice. I mean, we were actually, it's, it's gotten easier if anything and not more complicated because we've just figured out how to give each other more room and how to share ideas and yeah. pick up on each other's ideas and know our strengths and weaknesses that we can rely on each other in that way. And I think, you know, every composer, any film is going to be done differently by every composer, which I always find really interesting. It's always seems like a strange, chaotic luck when a film comes out good because everybody involved, it's just comes together because they were available, they liked it. They were able to work it out. Yeah. And so when things align, I, 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 I realize how special that is because you can, you know, when, when you work on a film like Lion and, and then you do a bunch of films afterwards, you realize, oh, wow, when everything comes together, it's mm -hmm. very special. It's, yeah. it's magic. And so you, you don't take it for granted. And I think that, you know, that's when we get to work on something like this, it's, we know, right? this is, you know, these are special moments. It was really lovely to be reminded about Lion in preparation for today and revisit that score because it is very, very special. has such an important part to play in that film you know in terms of there's not 
tons of dialogue in that film, you know, in terms of, and the music does so much of a job of, of, you know, of taking you through that film, being a companion to you on that journey, this extraordinary journey. What are your, what are your memories of, of creating that beautiful thing? Crying. <laughs> oh man when i talked to garth i cried interviewing garth about it i was i i was crying oh. i mean crying working on it crying when i watched the preview crying afterwards just i yeah that 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 film just had touched this this thing and everybody it's just you know everybody calling their mom afterwards yeah. holding uh, your kids was, a bit tighter uh, yeah oh, it was really that. you know yeah. i also had a i also had a great time in los angeles that is where you know i was logged i was loved there so i really appreciated that time because you know, it was always in, in cars driving from a to b <laughs> it, was a, it was a different a different thing uh, uh, that this time you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and i i mean that was the first time we both worked in dustin's uh, studio in los angeles um and uh, you know i think there were a lot of things that i connect connect with that film so many positive experiences and also i learned a lot uh, um, you know with that film you know you um it's it's love i mean and, and i'd love the opportunity to speak to you individually about your work as individuals but you know both of you being here today it's great because the kind of work that you do together it's what's fantastic about it is the the variety of of what you you've composed for so far you know this this beautiful kind of tender minimalist kind of delicate thing that we have that is ammonite the yeah. kind of sweeping emotional journey of lying, Christmas Carol, you know, from last year, and the old guard, you know, a kind of blockbuster kind of big sounding <laughs> thing. It's like, it's brilliant. It's yeah. kind of, it's exciting in terms of what you guys, what you can create and what you can, you know, explore as a duo, composing duo. We didn't know we had it in us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of the fun thing with, you know, with, with working with somebody else too, is we, you know, I think every composer wants to explore, you know, the boundaries of what you can do and, and how can you do it tastefully and keep it in your world. And it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, I think like, obviously working with kind of chamber instruments and piano and strings, we very comfortable in, in handling that and understanding how, how to work with it. But the other working on on the electronic stuff, I mean, that's something that Falker's explored a lot in his music, and I explored a lot with Wing Victory for the Sullen. But it's also something we're deeper into it probably than people realize, and it was it's it's great to be able to break out, you know, 
get into that zone and explore soundscapes and analog synths and modular synths and get into that, you know, all of these things that, I, that both of us have a big interest in. Geek side, as I like. Yeah, yeah, you know. Celebrate the geeks. That's what I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. Release the inner geek. (laughs) (laughs) But what is also uh, what is also great is that you're not, you know, off the line. You could be easily the one that is just doing the, absolutely, you know, the tear the tears films uh, on piano, you know, and uh, every time a film like that is, uh, you know, coming out you know you're asked but i think it's always i think for me film music is a is in a way a challenge uh, that i like to take where i actually look at the film and just say oh let's let's try that or yeah let's do that so i think that makes uh, our the catalog and your you know the re- refreshment a little bit bigger than repeating yourself all the time so i, I really appreciate that we could do these for example, Old Guard and Ammonite back to back, which is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to getting the opportunity to speak to you individually. I mean, Volker, I'd love to chat about Patrick Melrose and, and Dustin. I mean, Transparent and, and everything else as well. So, But massive yeah. congratulations on, thank on, you. on Ammonite. It is just beautiful. And it's lovely to chat to you both. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Stay safe, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. to the old guard that's the title track rounding off this latest episode of soundtracking with dustin o'halloran and volker bertelman my huge thanks to dustin and volker for taking the time to talk to me francis lee's ammonite is available on home entertainment formats now and as i said we'll have a cinema release in the uk come the 17th of may Head to edithbowman.com to catch up on all of our previous episodes of soundtracking including a chat with garth talking about lion My website is also the place to get a link to a Spotify playlist for every single show in which we slot in the music in the order it appears so you can listen to each of the tracks 
in their entirety. It's a wonderful playlist. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK. And please do leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. Next up, very excited to welcome back a composer who first appeared on a Soundtracking Live at the BFI, which I should add, opens its doors in a few weeks, May the 17th, so get your tickets booked. Amelia Warner has gone from strength to strength with her composing and her latest work has been recognised by quite a few people and getting quite a lot of nominations for best score and quite widely so. It is a stunning piece of work. Amelia Warner, next week's guest on the show, talking about her score for Wild Mountain Time. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. (laughs) 